Welcome to Living Wisely, Living Well, Timeless Wisdom to Enrich Every Day with Asha Nayaswamy, one of the spiritual directors of Ananda Palo Alto and a founding member of Ananda Worldwide. If you enjoy this content and are inspired by the teachings of Paramahansa Yogananda and his disciple Swami Kriyananda, find Asha on YouTube, Facebook, all podcast directories, and her website, ashajoy.org. Living Wisely, Living Well, Aphorism for July 10th. Depend on nothing outside yourself. Find freedom inwardly by letting no outer circumstance condition your happiness. If a desire arises in your heart and suggests that something outside yourself will bring you happiness, offer the desire to God. For it is utterly certain this knowledge is derived from mankind's experience throughout all known history that in him alone lies true happiness. You know, this is like so true and so challenging. It's just immensely challenging. I've shared in other contexts, but I'll put it in here. And for some reason, I don't know why, but a lot of newbies, I mean like really newbies on the spiritual path, for some reason the idea, well maybe maybe not all newbies, but let's say this newbie, I'm going to slow it back down. This newbie on the spiritual path, when I was weeks into the study of self-realization. The idea that desires really entrap you and that you have to give up desires (laughs) for some reason seemed to me like a primary selling point in getting others to embrace this teaching. And to say that I didn't understand human nature well is putting it very, very mildly. So I was trying for my first convert and I was trying to explain to this woman you know, I was giving her this like this story about how desires affect us, you know. They make us so restless and then you want something and then you get it. You, you finally get yourself together and you go shopping and you buy it and then you have it. But it never really brings you the joy you think it's going to bring you. And all along, you know, my, my first convert is being very yes, agreeing with me completely. That's been her experience too. Absolutely. When I finally get to it, it never brings you what you really want and I'm about to close in you know, and and just have her come with me on this new journey, she says very earnestly, that's why it's so important to keep on wanting new things. (laughs) It was just like, oh, oh, the caption of this photograph is missing the point, which I later learned is actually something Patanjali has written in his Yoga Sutras, missing the point. You know, yes, Desires are disappointing. So what we do, her point of view, is we just keep having more and more of them so that we can be excited and then temporarily pleased and then let down again. There was a time when I put a new carpet into the apartment that I was living in and I wanted a particular color, which was not easy to find. And there was a big um, treasure hunt to find where, where we could actually get that kind of carpet in that color. And we had to order it from across the country and it had to be delivered here and then it had to be taken there. And then it was finally put down, you know, the carpet was everywhere. And then I, there I was in the apartment with the new carpet everywhere. And there I was with the new carpet and I stretched out on the floor and I walked barefoot and I looked everywhere and it was extremely interesting. I loved the carpet but the carpet had no capacity to love me back. It was an inanimate object. And it just, there was, there was no loop. There was absolutely no loop in it. There was nothing. It just couldn't do anything to lift my spirits. I mean, I was sufficiently 
advanced on the spiritual path or experienced on the spiritual path to find the whole thing amusing. I remember when, when uh, in the era of paper, when you used to print your publicity instead of putting it online, we used to publish a quarterly magazine of our offerings, of our whole schedule here. And at one point, um, a friend of mine who was a superb designer, we got him into the project, and we completely rewrote and redesigned what was our we called our program guide at that time. And it was a great project. It was creative. It was fun. We got them back from the printer, and I, you know it came out beautifully. And I, I read it. I read it cover to cover. You know, it's like a, a fifteen or twenty page magazine, basically, without articles of just advertising catalog. I read every word, I looked at every picture. Then I opened it again, and I read every word, and I looked at every picture. And then I did it one more time, and then I held it in my hand, and I said out loud to it, I think you've given me about all the happiness that you're going to ever give me. <laughs> and I just set it down, and it just became an object in my life. Sometimes we have to actually act these things out, because we do get caught in, I really wanted that carpet. The, the program guide was service to others. But there was an element of it. I was so excited because I had wanted to do this and now I'd done it. I think you've given me about as much happiness as you're going to give me. So what Swamiji's writing here is don't let your happiness be conditioned by anything outside of you. Now he's not saying that you don't do things. It's different to say don't ever do anything. And the Bhagavad Gita says not an option. You know, even the decision to restrain your energy is an action. So you are doing something. And we have to live in this world, and we try to live as an elevated a way as possible. We have responsibilities. We have karmic cycles that have to be played themselves out. The carpet needed to be replaced. If I'm going to replace the carpet, I, I need to do it thoughtfully with as much energy and intelligence as I can bring to bear to it. But the idea that I would actually be happier when I had that carpet, that my, that my happiness actually depended on the carpet. My inner happiness, my inner state of being, would actually be changed by this inanimate object that was folly. So what he also means when he says, when a desire arises in your heart, if a desire arises in your heart, and furthermore suggests that something outside yourself will bring you happiness, offer that desire to God. Now it's interesting, Swami doesn't say renounce that desire. He doesn't say suppress the desire. He doesn't say hate the desire. None of those things. He just says offer it to God. In other words, you af- we affirm, which is what he said, because human experience shows that the only real fulfillment we'll have is God. So that then, even when we order the carpet, even when we work as hard as we did to make that new program guide as beautiful as we made it, I'm not doing it because I need to do this in order to be happy. I've taken that desire and whatever, I mean, now, this is not true. I'm saying this is how we're supposed to do it. I'm not making a statement that this is what I do. This is what I aspire to do. That this is, I, I take the desire and I offer it to God. Meaning that let's do this together. Or if this is not really going to help me, then then take it away from me. Or if I'm unable to resist this desire, Let's do it together. In other words, you bring God into the story so that you're always in partnership with him instead of lost in the thought that when I have this. And I mean, there's a lot of things that are a lot bigger than a program guide or a carpet. 
This is the desire to have a mate, to have a partner in life, to have a home that is a real sanctuary to you, to have children that you can love and that you can raise, to, to have uh, your, your children be safe and successful in life. You know, to have your spouse succeed at something that's very important to them. You know, to, to have a healing for someone that you love. Not every desire is by any means selfish or small. But when the thought arises in the mind that my happiness is going to be conditioned by this desire, and you see, it's obviously easy to feel that. You know, I would be happier if my child is spared. I would be happier if I could have a partner in my life. I would be happier if I didn't have to struggle so hard to earn a living. The, the only fulfillment there is in life is when we are close to God. So common sense says that would be nice. But the, the, the operative word is we're allowing our happiness to be conditioned by it. So we give it to God, knowing that in you is all my fulfillment. But it's an honest thing also to give it to God. We're not pretending that we don't have these desires. We're just gathering them up. And many desires, you have to gather it up and give it to God, and then you accidentally reach around the back and you take it and you hold it again. Then you notice it's conditioning your happiness, so you wrap it up and you give it to God and you ask Him, you know, to free you from the compulsion. You know, when I, when I think about present experiences that I've had in this incarnation and the possibility about whether what I might have to do in my next lifetime or the lifetime after, whatever, I... I'm content with whatever cycle God puts in front of me. I'm not demanding a freedom that I haven't earned. If I've earned it, I often say, if I turned out when I leave this body that I'm a Jivan Mukta, that would be just great. But there's no guarantee on that, so I want to be at peace with whatever else comes. But what I would like to be is I would like not to be compelled. I would like to be able to stand calmly in the center and, and let God hand it to me if he wants to. But you see, all of our karma is that something conditions our happiness. Because when we're completely free, nothing conditions our happiness. And all karma that we have to live through is that something has conditioned our happiness. We either feel we must get rid of it or we must have it. And a desire goes both ways. Often a desire is, take this out of my life, get this person out of my life, you know, whatever it might be, it's, it's not just wants to attract, it's also wants to reject. And we're compelled because we're not able to be contented. And that's what karma is, that's why we incarnate. If we didn't have karma, if we didn't have to struggle with these desires, um, we wouldn't be here. It's as simple as that. That's what, that's what draws us back. You know, we're, we, we're in the astral world, but we have unfulfilled desires, desires that can only be fulfilled on the physical plane. At least that's how I understand it to be. And, and we get restless. I often think about this. I, I don't know if this is really true, but this is how it feels to me. I think sometimes we're, these are being recorded during the COVID-19 shelter-in-place cycle. So the option of going out for a pizza is not really there. But it used to be, and it probably will be again. But I, I think... And this is an imaginary scenario, but you 
sort of you plan an evening at home. You're going to read a spiritual book, you know, then you're going to watch a, a, a good video or listen to a good podcast or something like that. Then you're going to chant and you're going to have a, do a few yoga postures. You're going to have a, a long meditation, you know. It's 6 p.m. You have it all planned out till 10. It's going to be perfect. About 6.17, all of a sudden, you realize you're feeling a little peckish. You know, just a little something. And you sort of think, you know, I've been eating groceries for a long time. I'd really like to have, like, somebody make something really delicious. You know that new pizza place that I went to last week? Wow, that was really good. And there was something else on the menu. And then you're in your car, and you're driving to the new pizza place. You get there. One of your friends is there. So instead of taking the pizza home, you're just going to sit down and have a nice evening with them. And, you know, they're on their way over to see that new film. And then you go off and see the new film. And then you come home and you see your harmonium and your yoga mat. And, oh, yeah, I was going to do something else. But this desire just came up. And so, and then it just swept you away. So I imagine you're in the astral world and everything's pretty nifty. But then something suggests itself to you. And pretty soon, darn it, you find yourself in another body. <laughs> Master says the reason a baby cries is because it re- when it inhales like that, it realizes that it is back on the material plane. That's what he said. And it says, oh my gosh, how did I get here? Because of a restless desire. So now we're talking about death and reincarnation. But how do you break the habit? How do you break the habit of compulsion? Every time a desire arises that you believe is necessary for your happiness, that your happiness is going to be conditioned by that desire, you give it to God. And that is a deep affirmation of my true happiness is is in relationship to my higher reality. And everything else happens in that context. And even if there's karma I have to live through, we're going to do it together. I'm not going to turn my back on you and chase it. And so that's what we're trying to say here. So let me read this again. Depend on nothing outside yourself. Find freedom inwardly by letting no outer circumstance condition your happiness. If a desire arises in your heart and suggests that something outside yourself will bring you happiness, offer the desire to God. For it is utterly certain this knowledge is derived from mankind's experience throughout all known history that in him alone lies true happiness. God bless you. Our work is made possible by inspired listeners. So if you feel to support Asha, you can make a one-time donation or for unique members-only content, subscribe through Patreon. Blessings and thank you.